And all you got to do is dream. All you gotta do is dream. That's my Effie White. For what <laughs> impression? <laughs> Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is the third degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. Um, hi, lovely people. Today is Monday, and we are just several days away, a little over a week away from the opening of Dream Girls, which opens next Friday, September 6th. At 7.30 p.m. So get your tickets at the youngstownplayoffs.com. You can check the Facebook page, all of the above. And I am here with Miss F.O. Hot herself, <laughs> Miss Charlene Riley. Yes, 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 yes. Greetings. How are you? I am well. <laughs> I, am, I am well. I am a Southern black bell and i am just so happy to be here with my friends and my family and doing a show that we all love yes. but no i'm really excited because dream girls is just so much fun it's just that show it really is and it we really get to is. do it right right um i've been having a really good time like behind the scenes we have been acting a fool <laughs> like y'all are fun people to be around for oh, real we have, a, we have a good time <laughs> we get that yeah. work done though Definitely. We get that work done first, and then we can have a good time. <laughs> I know I'm good for saying. I hope I know if y'all laughing, you know your lines. Right. But making sure I know my lines first before I say that. Yeah. Because I can't be messing <laughs> up and then going to tell somebody they better know their stuff. Right. But anyway, this is our second time around. Mm -hmm. So it's joyous for me to be able to take my character to a new level right. versus how I think I did the first time and ooh, I hate when that happens and being able to present it to a new audience right right but um how does it feel for you um honestly the first time I did Effie I was not as nervous because I kind of was already a breakout. It, I, I didn't have to work as hard because I felt like, even from the audition process, <clears throat> that you know I felt that energy of people thought I was talented and they thought I was amazing. And maybe I let it go to my head the first time. I was younger, so maybe that's what it was. <laughs> but this go-round, I'm like really, really, really freaking nervous because I'm like, one, I want people to see that I've been working to show that I, I've grown over the, the yes. year, you know. You're an that, actress. Right, right. And, um, you know, you got people coming to see it twice, like family, and they're mm -hmm. like, okay, what am I? What did I miss the first time? I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is a whole exactly. new Exactly, because time. I said, come see it, first of all. Right. And plus, it's, like I said, it's a new Effie. I'm yes. in different layers to her this time. You know, I'm showing those insecurities and those, yes. you know, soft spots. Because she do have soft spots. She does. She's not always like, Grr. She's sweet. She's sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then I'm on stage with these people who does this professionally. So I'm kind of like, uh, I'm just a singer. I'm not even, like, uh -uh, really no. trained in theater. Like, I'm trained enough to get on stage and do it. But, like. You are a performer and all of the aspects oh, of it. You can do it all. You. That makes me feel good. <laughs> you should feel good. Yeah, but it's just like, I'm just, it's like hard being great, greater than people who are already great. Because all of y'all are great. You know what I mean? But Effie has to stand out. So right. I just feel like a lot of pressure, but good pressure, not bad pressure. Yes. It's falling Pressure on is a privilege. <laughs> yes, it is. So, 
What's mm-hmm. one song that you wish you could be in that you're not? So, um, I love all the songs, but my favorite that I'm not in is I Meant You No Harm. Hey. Because <laughs> I feel like it's just just a beautiful me- melody of, like, the leads just it saying what is. they're going through in life. And plus, it's just... Like I said, I meant you no harm. And then all the parts just flow I, into I one love another. songs that over and under yeah. and connect and disconnect. Oh, it's so much fun. And right. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Right. Because I'm a single lead. <laughs> Tina's going to sing lead? Because you like the way she looks. Am I ugly to you, Curtis? I love how Jennifer Hudson says that. She does. She does. And Am you I know what? You, I Curtis? never noticed before. Like, like I said, when I went and watched the movie recently, like, I just always thought of Effie as like aggressive and mean, but I did see Jennifer. She had those moments, especially when she said that. She didn't say that she in was, like an anger. She was very insecure. Yeah, you know, so I picked up on that. I was like, wow, I never I, paid I attention. to you, Curtis. It's the whole thing. It's, it's several things that she did, the way she did it, that I really loved. That's mm-hmm. one of the um, parts. And mm-hmm. then when she says, you can't put me in back, you just can't. <laughs> like, she meant it. She has, like, a southern accent, like, a little bit. Like, it's like, can't. She you put a whole can't. eye in there or something. Like. And I love the way she got up in Curtis's face when she said, Understand. She killed that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And what's crazy is she didn't even do anything vocally crazy. Like, she, she sang, don't get me twisted, yeah. but, you know, Jennifer can, ooh, and do all this fancy stuff, but it was just her presence at and that point. And the way point. she looked at him with that fro? Mm-hmm. I was like, this woman is crazy talented. I didn't give her enough credit. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't. When when initially when the movie came out, I was I'm like, I'm glad that you was went good. back because she would like um, a public apology. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, you're dope. Yes, you are my dream girl. <laughs> you are my dream. You're my dream girl. So for me, when Dream Girls came out, mm-hmm. it was everything because I. I had really, really just started loving Beyonce mm-hmm. a lot because it was check on it. Then it was <laughs> Destiny Fulfilled. And I then B-Day came album. out. Psh, I was like, oh. I am. A, listen, I'm so backwards because I love B. And I, people always think I don't like Beyonce. I just like to let y'all know I'm not in the Beehive. <laughs> and if I don't like something she doesn't do, I'm, I'm going to stand my ground on it. Because right. y'all, y'all vicious. <laughs> y'all are vicious with B. But... I love Destiny's Child. Like, I, when they get back together, because I heard they're supposed to be getting back together. Listen, I'm waiting for I'm somebody going, who's official to confirm Okay, you can it. have my last penny, dime, nickel, quarter. I'm going to that concert. Going, I am going to be there. <laughs> I'm going, going. I'm going to be there, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah. I want them to perform every single song from Destiny's Fulfilled from the Listen, first song to the last. I want everything from Bugaboo on <laughs> to Cater to You. Like, what do you mean? I want to hear it all. Ooh. Every last one, and I wouldn't mind if they let the other girls come. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. Not what's the not Farah, just Latavia and Latoya. Latoya. I love Latoya though. She's a sweetie pie, you know. I feel like oh, cause I'm so torn. She yeah. had her nice career. Yeah, she's happy. She's married. She done right. had a baby. You I know. know. It's good to see people move on, you know? Right. Yeah. And she'll always be a part of that legacy. She will. And nobody will. can write her out, so y'all can talk all the trash y'all want about Destiny's Child. But they have to be talented to get in the group, every last one of those girls. Definitely. Beyonce people wasn't sleep on it. Michelle, but, like, Michelle was chosen for a specific reason. If you ever hear and that's Michelle's low range in some of these songs, this woman can sing full-fledged tenor. 
this is why she was chosen. Like her voice is so distinct when she's singing in that bottom. Everyone in Destiny's Child literally can sing lead. Their blend is retarded. Oh, some of the greatest um, ad libs of all time. Yeah. Of all time, their harmonies are uh, some of there the greatest of no all time. There would be no Chloe and Halle if <laughs> there was not Destiny's Child because when they sang the national anthem or anything they sang, they put their own spin on it, and the harmonies were always so super tight that you could there was no room for like a that's one of note. the things I still love about Beyonce like listening to her songs or listening back to a song and you hear a new uh, ad lib and it's like for real B she got Listen. this one uh, ad lib and um um what's the, the, the um what's the song called um blow mm-hmm. and she was like struggle and it's just mm-hmm. it took me forever to I was like wait what did she say but it's just the way it came out of nowhere and I, I just love them and then but like you said Destiny Child yeah that's I love all her albums but Destiny Fulfill may be my favorite one yeah Destiny Fulfill if you yes I'm just thinking about songs that I just loved at that time from that album and to know that 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 concert that concert did you go they or did you see it live? I didn't, I didn't go. I, I, you saw the I'm live one, though? So, um, yeah, I'm so sorry I didn't go. But, like, I love the fact that they showed in that last concert, which they hadn't showed before to me, the real dynamic of their group. Michelle is more, I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm having fun. B is that Amazon lioness. And then Kelly is the crowd pleaser because she's like, where y'all at, Atlanta? Come on. And I'm like, yes, Kelly, please be that hype man. She is, and she's always been, and they've always, like, had those roles. But I just think um, society was shaping and telling us, like, who they were as people. Like, Beyonce's the lead singer, and everyone is just her backup singer. It's like, no, they can also sing, but she is the lead singer. Yeah, yeah. Because when they started, first of all, Kelly got several of the um, leads on the hits. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest hits is Bootylicious. Mm-hmm. It's just taking a lead. And then when Destiny Fulfill came around, it's like everyone had a verse on every Everybody. song. Everybody. So and I love it because they did about. it the same way, pretty much the same structure. Michelle always had the bridge. And she, <laughs> Michelle so, so always had the bridge. Like, Poor Michelle. I'm like, first of all, if you know lyrics Please. to a Destiny Child songs, especially when you were older, you know Michelle's bridges in her songs. Listen, okay. I know the boys are back here, they're back in Right. Like, don't mm-hmm. act like Michelle wasn't laying it down and killing it. She was killing, killing it. I love Michelle, though. Like, people, poor Michelle, my butt. You know how much money she worth? I, w- I, w- I would want to be poor Michelle. <laughs> I, I, yes, hashtag me poor Michelle. I w- I would. How do I become poor Michelle? Because, listen. And then she had a successful <laughs> gospel career. No, like, her gospel went and took over the gospel industry for a while. Like, it's crazy I how. I have Michelle's first album. Mm-hmm. And I liked some, um, I liked the CD, but it was a few songs that I really liked on her album. Mm -hmm. And one of her songs were one of the first lip sync songs on RuPaul's Drag Race way back in season one. Mm -hmm. So she was supporting the community all the way back then. Mm -hmm. And she was on the show. She was a guest judge on the very first season. So shout out to that, Michelle Williams. But um, again, like you said, y'all know y'all know Michelle's um, Bridges. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they came out with, uh, what's the, um, can you, um, lose my breath, mm-hmm. the video, 
everything. You can't make me say you. A, a good job. Right. Song you don't really want. They, they killed that. The video was everything. They had three different Destiny's Childs, and they were all different, mm-hmm. like, personalities. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, the rich girls, mm-hmm. and then they had, like, the street girls. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what the, the last trio was, but it was so good. And then they had Soldier. Mm-hmm. And Soldier was, I'm the way they got it. I'm the hottest around. Like, and no one you're making me want to go and watch that last concert. That last concert, I watched it front to back, back to front, like, on a daily basis for, like, at least a month straight because I thought they... Vocally was just dope. The whole show was dope. Everybody got to showcase yes. what they were doing individually, Before and they, they sang. Like I never forget what um, Beyonce uh, or no Michelle did. I'm through it in love. I'm through it. She said, "Love, yeah." I said, "Come on, Michelle." Michelle like she was singing. Michelle, yeah. So they had um, "Through Love" is the one where she really was singing, mm. and then they had the um, song called Stand Up for Love. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Michelle was singing on that. And Kelly, too. Did you see, ever see Kelly's um, fantasy tribute to Mariah Carey? Mm-mm. Oh, look it up. Sang. She sang. Kelly, man, her vocal growth. Like, she always could sing, but, like, recently, I don't know who has been working with her, but she will hit you with some, ooh, like, and I'll be like, Kelly Rowland, sing, ma'am. You know what? That takes me back to Jennifer Hudson because, you know, um, they have both been judges on television mm-hmm. shows. But Jennifer is on The Voice, which I do not watch. Mm-hmm. Me either. Um, but I'll see clips of her singing, and I'll just think to myself, we are so lucky. Because mm-hmm. she keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. The control that she has over her large voice yeah. is just amazing. It's- she sang the Apostle Bold Dream, mm-hmm. and it was impossible. I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman is amazing. I have to give Jennifer credit because people don't understand. It's a burden carrying around a big voice. Like, it's not easy because it can overtake you sometimes. It's been times where, like, my voice was doing something mentally I didn't want it to do because my voice is just that big. But she has learned how to fall where she wants to fall every time and I'm like that takes a lot because Ooh. sometimes when you oh, get when into you want to fall. Yeah, like because like I'm one of those people when I get to that point where I'm singing real hard, real rough and real like in your face, most times sometimes it's easy for me to lose myself in the process of doing it. Like I I'll, I'll literally in my head be watching myself do this like wow, you're doing this. <laughs> it's like an outer body experience, but she always seems to do it with such poise and such, you know, like control and I'm like it's amazing to me but like I honestly I love Jennifer on like studying her for like I studied her for the motor mouth and I studied her for you know dream girls of course but like she's not a pop singer and I really want people to understand that like that's why some people probably don't like her right because they, they, she doesn't make music for them that they want to listen to right right and I'm like it's hard for me to be like I'm a fan because honestly outside of her big numbers I'm really not a fan because that's where her voice belongs, you know. It's hard for me to listen to Spotlight or anything else that no, she's doing because I'm like, Jennifer is so... That was my jam. Yeah, I did like Spotlight. Yeah, that was my jam. It and was going. I knew early then, too, but she got that Grammy. Mm-hmm. So but I, knew, okay. I knew early on, too, that music right now, where her voice is, is not like the time. They don't appreciate my kind of singers, which is why I, it's so hard for me to find 
where I belong because singers like us, singer like Jennifer Hudson and Fantasia and all these people with these strong voices, where do we belong? Because don't nobody really want you to sing anymore. They just want this like cute little singing. I'm not a cute singer. Anybody who has ever heard me. I'm not a cute singer. I'm not a cute singer. You're going to get this rough. You're going to get this raw. You're going to get this rugged. And that's why I cover a lot of Shaka Khan and a lot of, you know, Patti LaBelle and a lot of well, I can do Anita, but, you know, I, I might bring some rough to it. <laughs> because today's music, I don't vocally fit in. So it's kind of, it's a struggle to find it. And, like, we don't always want to do gospel. Why people always just think because you have a strong voice, you need to be doing gospel. Fantasia needs to do gospel. Jennifer Hudson needs to do gospel. Well, we of, like singing R&B, want. too. Right, it's what they want. They want to hear your... Right. I, there's a bunch of singers that I want to hear sing other people's songs. Right. Just for my preference and my liking, but that's not why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. They do it for them. Right. And if we like it, we like it. So that's the risk that you are willing to take. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the time right now is... It's rap, and it's like, um, so when people say uh, a lot of the music sound the same, that's always. R&B songs sound the same, pop songs sound Mm -hmm. the same. There are only so many chords you can make. Mm -hmm. So, but to me, it's it's hard to tell who is who. Yeah, they all sound alike now. Like, and and that's no shade, because I, you know, I like a lot of the newer singers, like her, is amazing and SZA. I like them. I'm not. It's not that I don't like them. Um, well, her. She don't sound like nobody else. Let me no, correct that first of all, because she, she sings, sings. Like her. She sings, sings. Okay, yes. but um, a lot of the girls sound like SZA. Like I don't know if it's a SZA song. Yeah. <laughs> or not. I'd be like, okay, who's this? And they'd be like, okay, who is this? Oh, I thought this was SZA. Like, <laughs> right. And I, I don't like, know if it's something that they're trying to do or something they can help, but it's. It's real whiny. It's yeah. real whiny, and that's that's the thing. I, I just that that bothers me. Like a lot of the girls now, they sound like they're whining, and I'm like, why can't we stand up and sing? Like, what happened to? It, it's okay for a man to sound rough, cause look at John Legend. He's steady, you know what I mean? And he he you know has different levels to his voice, where sometimes he can be rough, and then sometimes he can be real sweet. But it's okay for a man to sing hard, but it's not okay for a woman to sing hard these days. And that, that's kind of what's bothering me with the music today, because it's like, why can't we get out here and belt and do what we want to do vocally, too? Why we got to sound so cute and so young? Like, y'all want us to sound like we 19 for our whole lives. I'm 28. Right. I'm going to sound like a grown woman. <laughs> like Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a whole grown a woman. A whole full, girthy, grown woman, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. I can only imagine, um, because again, like you said, you're a hopeful, girthy, um, grown woman. So (laughs) girls who look like you, who don't sing like you, Mm. (laughs) I'm sure people expect them to sound like that. And that's another stereotype. Just because I'm big don't mean that's not where my voice came from. Exactly. I've been, I've been 150 pounds and still sounded the same way. Like, exactly. It doesn't, that means nothing, you know? Like, so for the, the heavier, because I know a couple females that are heavy and they have the sweetest, most beautiful voices I've ever heard. It's, the voice doesn't come from your body, like, type. It doesn't come right. from even, you know, basically your gender. It, it comes from within whatever type of voice you have is what type of voice you have it's just a matter of owning it if you even if i had a soft voice i would just own it you know so So it's all about confidence so when did you start singing um 
I've been singing since my very first performance was when I was three, and it was on Easter. Yeah, so I've been singing since, I always tell people since three, because that's the first performance I can remember, and it was on Easter Sunday at my grandpa's church with my brother, and sure enough, we got up there and sang, and it's just been a a roller coaster since then. (laughs) So when did you start singing like this? Um, When did you get your grown woman voice? So I always had a big voice because I think that's just kind of a part of like my family. Like everybody is gospel singers, you know. I come from Kojic and we sing, sing, you know, like come on. Ah, sing, we built, you know. So I, I know. always right, right, right. My, but it's I think my voice got so strong from trying to keep up with my brother. My brother is three years older than me, and I always tell the story because people always think I wanted to sing, but I didn't. My brother came out the womb singing. Like, he wants to do this. This is what he loves to do, like, literally. And I came out the womb, and my mother kind of was like, you're going to do this. Like, (laughs) there's no option. You're going to go to church, and you're going to sing because your brother does it, and you're going to do it too. And I was like, I didn't want to do this. Like, you know, I I was pretty much forced (laughs) to do this. And my whole life, I was just trying to play catch up with him because he had this big, ginormous voice and he had this big ginormous personality and I'd be in the back like but eventually I think during high school is when I actually start loving it it took him to go away for me to start liking my own voice because when he was a senior in high school I was a freshman so of course everybody's like oh that's Mario's little sister she sings too you know and I was just like, okay, at that point I was over it. I'm like, okay, when he graduated and went to, to college and I was the left, I was the only like really uh, big singer left at Shaw, that's when I finally kicked into my own. And I was like, okay, I have a voice too. I can sing too. I actually do enjoy doing this. I'm glad I was forced to do it, you know, yeah. because I do love it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then I've been telling him, I'm like, one day I'm going to sing better than you and one day I'm going to do more than you. <laughs> so, and it's been, a, it's been a friendly competition okay, so ever since his then. Penis. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's hard living in the shadow of, you know, one of your older siblings. Mm -hmm. And it it got to the point where, like, I would hear people openly in my face say, you all right, but your brother, like, in my face. Like, I wasn't freaking there. Like, that's rude, one. Two, I sing, too. (laughs) And I sing, sing. Like, y'all don't sleep on me. And that's been my thing ever since, you know, I finally kicked in and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Ever since then, I'm like, Mario, I'm, I'm going to outwin you. I'm going to outwork you, and I'm going to outdo everything with you. And now he'd be like, even now, it's, it's competition. We got a show coming up on um, Friday, actually. And I'm like, I'm going to sing better than you on Friday, period. <laughs> and he like, we'll see about that. I know, and that's it's, right. It's just how it is, you know. But it's friendly, you know. Right. I, I love him. Like, I hope you bring it because I'm bringing it. Right, right. So it, it doesn't do nothing but make us push each other. When I tell you, I love, 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 love to sing. I love to perform. Like, it just makes me so happy. I want to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. I want to wake up doing that and then go to sleep and wake up again to Mm -hmm. do that. As my job. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Everything else makes me mad. Listen. I'm like, ugh. I totally agree with you. And I'm like, how do I get this? How do I get there? And I think we're going to have to move. We're going to have to go to a, oh, a big city to. and just go on auditions and go on auditions and win the lottery will help. <laughs> Winning the lottery would help Listen, tremendously. Mega million. Because then I could just buy my studio right. and... You know, start putting on shows. Mm-hmm. 
then they will be great because I'm great. Yeah. And we're great. It, listen, it can happen because I just know at this point there's no way I'm going to make it in Cleveland. I'm too big for Cleveland. And that's not me being arrogant. That's not me being like, you know, I'm the, you know, stuff. But I'm just like, I don't feel like Cleveland is, appreciates me. Um, to extent, you know, I get gigs, I get called for stuff, but it's like, I don't feel appreciated enough to be like taken seriously. And that's because I had to work for everything I had to do. Like people still want to call me for background. I'm like, no, I'm lead. Um, right. and okay. Evan. I know people who left Cleveland or Youngstown, wherever, wherever the area is and made it. I know a girl, Shamir Patrice, who sang backs for Beyonce at Coachella like from Cleveland. Like I know a guy, Donald King or DR King, he goes by now, who left Cleveland, went to New York, and was in the top 10 of The Voice. You know what I mean? Like you have to leave here because Cleveland is sad, but Cleveland has a thing of, first of all, it's small. You know everybody, everybody knows everybody. And then on top of that, it's a lot of hateration in Cleveland. Like We don't it's need a lot that of, in the dancery. <laughs> right, right. We don't need that in this dance. It's a lot of like people pulling you down instead of trying to. And I'm one of those people. I, it, we all can eat. You know what I mean? Right. We all can eat. Like even with these gigs, I begin. I'm like, listen. People come up to me all the time. Like, oh, we singing on the same gig together. Good. You know, I'm I'm here for that. I'm, it's no competition. I'm here for the money. But it's just a lot of people who oh she can sing better than me. I don't like her. Or you know, it's just it gets messy after a while. And I'm just like I'm. I, I just want a fresh start somewhere where I can yeah. literally just go in, sing, and they be like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like they like, oh, she's she been doing that forever. They not, they don't appreciate it because it's around so much, you know? I want people to be like starstruck when they hear me. And nobody is doing that anymore because, one, like I said, it's a lot of hateration. And, two, it's just like they're used to me. They're not, you know what I mean? It, it, I don't get enough credit. I don't it would think. take for you to go, leave, do your thing, and come back. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Charlene. It's like, oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Because they will appreciate it when it's gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I felt that way about, um, I'm trying to think of ways of where we could, you know, make a living here. And then you just can't think of any. It's so hard. It's so hard. Unless you play an instrument. That's how. That's the only way. And I've, I've actually, like, I've told my boyfriend, I'm like, listen, I'm going to get this acoustic <laughs> oh, for Christmas, listen, and I'm going to start tipping and tapping because... I tried. It never, it never happened. <laughs> I used to. when My mom got me one for high school, um, senior year, and I was doing good for about a couple months. I actually started writing songs and stuff, and I set it down, and we moved, and I don't know what happened. I, I, I guess I lost it in the move or whatever. But it was all bad after that. I just haven't picked it back up. But So you've been gigging. You're really just getting your feet wet in theater. What do you want to do? So I love theater, and I wouldn't mind if opportunities came more with it. Like, I'm looking at you and Josh, like, maybe I can do this too, you know? Um, because I do see it is a good thing to have. Like, you, you can, you know... Hey, you get paid to do it. You know, they sit you up somewhere. And I'm like, that would be perfect for real, for it real. So, but oh, it's it was so a much true. work, though. And that's the only thing I'm like, that was your 24-7 job, like, you on call. Like, and I can see it being a stressful situation, although I would have loved it. But I can also see it being stressful. And I'm like, I don't know 
if that's something I want to do continuously. Maybe if it's like maybe once a year or, you know, whatever. But, so what um, do you want to do actually for your career? Um, I'm a singer. That's that's what I like. Um, I can act, but I'm a singer. I like going, I love live performance. Like, I like going on the stage, singing, and getting people's reactions. So if but you, then I also want to put out this original music because I've been writing pretty much my whole life. And I have books on books on books of music that just hasn't been heard for one reason or another. And money, 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 money. It takes money, yeah. Money. I was it thinking about money. a visual today and recording and I'm just like. And I'm not gonna do it if it's not gonna be right. And that's my thing, like I'm a I, perfectionist I with me. I do it when it's not me. right and that's my yeah. problem. I'm a perfectionist. Like and I was supposed to put an EP out this year. And I was all for it. I'm like, this EP coming out this year, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, personal things in my life start falling apart. And, again, it takes money to do these things. And that's why a lot of my family members, they're like, oh, why haven't you put out music? I'm like, well, now I openly just be like, well, are you helping to pay for it? Because y'all think it's free. It's not to get something produced and mixed and mastered and all this. It's not free. And that's one track at a time. Okay? I came out with one single and that... And one show for the single, and that came in my pockets. Like, one song. Mm-mm. So, um, but I do. I want to put out original music, and I, I, I want to be able to c- keep performing. I love doing covers, though. I do. So, with performing and, if, and singing, if you did what you wanted to do, you still might be away from home from some time. Oh, yeah. So, when it comes to theater... Don't just, you know, close the door on that I'm because not. you may not want to be away because it depends. So for like Josh, at one point in time, Josh was performing every night, sometimes two nights, mm-hmm. two shows a night consistently. And then he might have a day off. Mm. And I actually was able to have Monday through Wednesday off, but then I had seven shows from Thursday to Sunday and one show on Saturday, so it just depends. Ten to eleven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and you know what type of costume I had on in the summer. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on the type of job you might get. But right. um, you know, Michaela, she's in Singapore right now. Okay, and it's literally a job that you probably could get, but it's mm-hmm. the matter of would you right now leave your life here? And go overseas to sing. Hmm. My only thing that I'm afraid to leave is uh, my love life has finally gotten to a point where <laughs> I'm feeling mm-hmm. like we're on the next level. So I would just miss miss my boot cake. <laughs> right, but, but everything else I would drop in a heartbeat because that nine to five can have it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's what it's has to be about. That's mm-hmm. the problem um, Trey and I have and think about and talk about sometimes because I I always think that if we actually become the people we want to be, there's going to be many of times where we're not going to be together, together because mm-hmm. of what work calls for. Right, right. And Trey is like, oh, well, we're working together. And I'm like, well, we can work together and still be called indifferent. You different. still got to do your individual things in order right. to grow as people. And that is just grow. That'll make y'all love grow stronger, I feel like. Because when you're apart from somebody that you really love, like, and you come back together, right. it just makes it stronger to me. No, I can imagine being away overseas for a year and not see him. Especially if, say, I came home from Shrek and the next day I had to leave for that gig. Mm-hmm. I would be devastated. 
Yeah, it's not easy, you know. But that also just depends on the person, you know, because I, as much as I know that would be hard for me, it sounds like something I would do. Because at this point, I'm willing to do anything to just move to the next step, so. Right, and that's what I'm talking to Trey about as we've been thinking about our wedding and planning our wedding. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a matter of, okay, let's get married, and then we're moving. We are getting out of here. That's not like me, Arthur. That's the goal. After marriage is moving. After marriage. Yeah. So is there a marriage plan? <laughs> we are not rushing. Um, we spent a lot of time on and off <laughs> since high school. Since high school. And um, I feel like we are okay waiting till like 30. Like, How old is Arthur? We're both the same age. We're 28. Ew. He'll be 29 February 3rd, and I'll be 29 March 21st. Hey. hey. So I'm okay. I told him, I told him that we we're an, a, in a clear understanding that, listen, we're going to get this ring on his finger before 30. But if it doesn't <laughs> happen by 30, get the stepping. But you know what? Like, I'm so focused on myself and building my career that I can't take the time to worry about kids and marriage right now. Well, I definitely understand that because I really want to have kids, but I also understand that I am not in a place to mm -hmm. take care of a full being while I'm trying to right. accomplish the tasks in my life that I right. want to accomplish. Yeah. And I am going to be selfish on that aspect of not putting anyone else's life in danger mm -hmm. besides my own. Listen, and I trades occasionally. I totally understand. It's like you think when you're a kid, like at our age, we'll be like ready, but I don't feel ready. And a lot of my friends, you know, I see them, they're having their own baby number three, four, and I'm like, bless y'all because I don't have it in me right now. Like I'm too selfish right now to be taking care of anybody else. Plus my body, I don't feel like going through the changes with my body. Like I'm already oh, struggling to carry with my the child. weight. That is... Like, that I'm already something. struggling with my image, so... <laughs> you said just me right now is a lie. I don't need nothing Just me else. to carry me around is heavy, so... <laughs> I don't need nothing else. Uh-uh. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, my mind's telling me no, and my body has agreed. <laughs> yes, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I but. wish, like the seahorse, the woman could get the pregnancy, mm -hmm. and then just hand it over to the man, and they could take the sack and... The man have to carry it. Yeah. For half the time. Yeah. I don't feel like women's like over the years women lost that respect. Like you don't understand. They're carrying a whole human being. Like I if wish you I could don't do respect anything else, respect that. Because people make pregnancy look real glamorous and cute, but I have seen the behind the scenes and it's not at all cute. Mm -mm. And to this day, every time I see childbirth, people are like, oh, it's so beautiful and it's so, no, no, it's not. Don't let them lie to you because every time I see it, it looks like a, a freaking horror, <laughs> horror film. Like, oh, like I'm where? scared. Like, what? That has to happen to me in order for me to birth something? Negative. I don't want to do it Negative. right now. Negative. <laughs> It's just gonna it's gonna be a no today, Alex. <laughs> it's gonna be a no till I'm about 33, okay? Cause mm -mm, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I would do it once. 
if if men can have kids, I would definitely do it at least once. I would do it now so me and Trey can have our own kids. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. I would, even if I was, I don't know, probably. I can't speak on the even if it, whatnots, but if I was having a, a, a child with a woman, I still, I'm, there's certain things about the connection between a mother and the child that mm -hmm. um, I'm jealous of. Mm -hmm. Just the connection, you know, the mom gets to, I, even though I'm sure it's terrible, but she gets to make the child. Like, mm -hmm. it forms inside of her. Mm -hmm. Her body is making this thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, the seed was dropped, but her body made all right. of this be what it is. You know. And that's a lot. And mm -hmm. it, it created the life. I couldn't imagine having the type of connection knowing that I birthed my child. Right. And I'm jealous. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's so, it's such a connection. Like, I came out of my mom's body mm -hmm. to get here. Right, right. And I don't think women even take it as seriously as that anymore. It's like, they have kids, and I'm like, how can you carry this thing for this long and then birth it and not be, like, obsessed with it? Like, I've seen, and I'm not, you know, saying, you know, whatever, Women gonna be women and mothers gonna be mothers, but I've seen some really good and bad mothers. And I'm like, how can you be? How can you naturally be a bad mother when you had to carry this thing? Like, and that initial connection of birthing it and feeding it, and like, I couldn't understand not being obsessed with my child. That's another reason why I'm like, I need to make sure I'm in a place because I already told <laughs> Arthur, listen, when I have a kid, I don't want to have to work their first year. I don't want to miss a thing once I have my baby because I'm going to be obsessed. I know I am. Like, it's going to be all about that baby. Like, nobody else matters at that point other than that baby. So that's why another reason why I'm like, let's just take time to actually get to a place where we can do this because I'm not missing that first step. I'm not missing that first giggle. I'm not missing nothing. I'm not going to be at no nine to five while my kid is at home with somebody else taking their first steps. I will have a whole heart attack. Like, no, I need to be there. <laughs> so. I, and this is the, this the jealousy for me because mm -hmm. if that's what my wife or child's mother wanted, I would feel inclined to have to give that to her mm -hmm. and feel like she has more of the right to that because she carried the baby mm -hmm. and the connection and the instincts that she has. And the man doesn't get to feel that way. He doesn't get to express fair. himself I, that right. way. Right. And I feel like that's not fair because I feel like y'all should be able to do the same. But, you know, the reality of the world is bills still going to have to get paid. And, you know, that's why um, I was looking at Dwayne Wade and Gabby's, um, their birthing process. And I think it was amazing that he stepped back from the NBA for a while to be there with her. And I was like, why can't every man be able to do that? He, he was only able to do that because he was retiring. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, he has money on top of money. But why can't all men be able to step back and do that? Y'all have to go right back to work. Like, nothing happened. Y'all made this child, too. You know what the I mean? Day, the next day. Right. And I'm like, that's not fair to men. And I feel like y'all should get something. You know what I mean? If it, even if it's not as long, something to be like, hey, I just had a child. Can I have some time? You know? But... I don't know. It, it, it makes no sense to me because the, the father is needed, you know? Mm -hmm. A father is always needed, like, regardless of whether they birthed the child or not. Like, I couldn't imagine my life without my stepfather. Like, what would life have been? Oh, my dad is everything, and my grandfather exactly. also. So they're just as important. So. Yes, and I know for me, I would be livid if 
you know, if you like when you separate and the mom just gets rights, I would be like, uh-uh, hold up. What? No. We, we get half. Yep, we're going to have to do this three and four days. Yep. I'm getting four. <laughs> That's a whole game, too. Well, we're just going to have to be roommates. I just think, men, y'all really, y'all don't get treated fairly when it comes to kids. Um, even with the child support. There's women out here. And again, I'm playing not the game. saying it. They're, they're playing games with their kids. They're using system. their kid. That's a part of the system that helped split our families apart. Like, you're putting your kid out here like a checkered piece. Like, are you going to pay in order to, like, you're betting on your kid. And like, let me tell you, depending on what type of situation money, I was in, I'll be like, I might do the same thing. Like, a little major ain't going nowhere. If... But most you know. of that comes from women who are bitter because he didn't want to be with her anymore, the situation. That's another thing. I'm like, listen, I'm so glad that I don't want to be nobody's baby mama. I keep telling Arthur, I'm like, listen, as much as I be wanting, like, okay, let's just have a baby now. And I have those moments because we all have those baby fever moments. I'm also like, I want to make sure I walk down this aisle first because... I will never be a baby mama. You're never going to make me a baby mama. Like, I can't do it. Like, because I am very spiteful, and I am very, you know what I mean? So I would hate to turn into the female that I see that I don't like, and that's mm -hmm. the female that uses her child as leverage to either get him over or, and I've seen it, or get money or whatever the case may like be. You call your sorry father. It, yeah, I, I don't want to be that woman. I would hate to be that woman because that's such a black woman stereotype. Like... And it happens. Even women who didn't think they would be that way turn out to be that way. And I can see that being me. So I don't want to put myself right. in a position to be t turn into an evil, conniving type of female. Like, because I just want to be a dad. <laughs> I just want to be a dad. I want my own kids. Mm -hmm. Birth them myself, somebody else, adoption. I just want my own kids. I want the kids to call me dad. I think you'll you be a great father. I, I can see you being a really great wait. father. I want to be a great dad. I want to help turn a, a person into a great human being mm -hmm. that helps the world. And that's what I want. And that's what I'm most worried about as being a parent is, mm -hmm. you know, keeping that kid safe and just being able to create and leave a part of history on the world right. and a legacy. And I just want kids. I already have a love of my lovely stage children, but I would like to birth a kid from the start. Yeah. From the from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this is so much going on in the world too. That's another reason like I'm trying to hold off because sometimes when I see situations that are going on in our world, it makes me really sick and sad to the point where like I get in this headspace, like, do I really even want to bring a child into this, like these mass shootings and Oh, you that know, had me scared for a few days, like seriously. I literally went into like this mind space that I'm just now getting out where I was like, I don't want to be in any crowd. I don't want to. And I took my, my, um, my little cousin to Cedar point. It freaked me out. I was freaked out the whole time. Cause I'm like in my head, all I can think about is if somebody starts shooting, what am I going to do? Like, I feel that way every time I go to the movie theater, it's freaky. Like, why should we have to even feel like that? We can't even live life because we're worried about stuff like that. I feel like I need to have a gun just in case there is a mass shooter so I can try to shoot them. And I don't, don't want to shoot nobody. I don't even like guns, though. Like, I've only seen a gun once ever. I went to a gun range once ever, but, like, I didn't even like it. But guns are not my thing. Like I don't like guns either. And let me tell you, I was at, when I was away at Shrek, mm -hmm. there 
was this guy, and we were at his house, and it was a couple of times, and he had this gun, and I was just, it just made me so uncomfortable, but I didn't say anything because it's his home, mm-hmm. but I was just like, eh. mm. all right, I'm about to go, yeah, because yeah. I don't like accidents, I don't appreciate them, and I do not forgive. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, on that type of accident, uh-uh, not happening. It, it happens so often. And it happens with kids at home, you know, they done found mommy or daddy's gun, and next thing you know, he done shot his little sister in the head. Like, no, mm-mm. Like, as much as, and it's sad because as much as I would want my home that I create for my family to be gun-free, I'm going to have to have something, just in case. But how do you find a way to make sure the kids don't get into it or make sure, you know what I mean? Like, there's never a situation. Right. My kids so. go to the gun range, they're going to learn at a young age to clean a pistol. It's a rough world out here. Yeah. And you never know. It might be a hungry Ames and we're going to have to be ready. Right. Yeah. It's sad to even think like that. But I'm just like, what does the future hold for myself, let alone a kid? Because I just look at, so, like I said, different things like bullying. And I, we got bullied. And I, but, like, they're, they're doing some extreme stuff now. Like, I saw a story about this little black boy who kept getting kicked in the groin area. And to the point where he started peeing blood. This type of bullying is going on in schools. I would be I would be in jail. Because again, if that was my kid, I would be in jail. I'm coming into the classroom. I'm, I'm gonna be in jail. Who was it? Because again, I'm a, I would be obsessed with my kid. So for me to I don't know what headspace I would be in as a mother <laughs> to deal with something like that. Somebody's going to die. Like, no, we cannot. Gonna, the baby's going to be like, Mommy, why do you have to do that? You'll be like, Baby, go ahead. Call your daddy. Call your daddy. Just and go I ahead. would, listen, I did it. <laughs> it was me. I ain't going to fight it. Put me put me in. Lock me away. Because she did lays it. there. She, she now knows <laughs> to not touch my child. And she has learned her lesson. Take me away. Oh, you go ahead and call your daddy and tell him to get the, the envelope underneath <laughs> underneath my um, get the, the pillowcase. It's ready. It's ready. It's $473. <laughs> it's a very specific number for a reason. <laughs> so you tell him to go ahead and come on down. Right. And he going to come right down and understand. <laughs> right, right. And they're not going to press charges because the right. kid going to be white and they're going to be like, oh, no, we're not about to make this a race thing. It's like. Mm. So anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Dream Girls opens next week. We did Dream Girls last year. Yeah. What was your first impression of me when you met me? Oh, wow, James. <laughs> I was a little intimidated for real because I, never forget, I pulled up to the church and I'm like, okay, I, I just parked. And you came up to me like, are you Effie? <laughs> and you kind of gave me this look of expectation and like, uh, what's your vibe? And before you even had to say anything further, I kind of was like, yeah. <laughs> So I was a little intimidated because I'm like, he was bold to, you know, just approach me like that. Like I saw you pull up. I said, that's her. And I already saw a video of you. So I kind of mm-hmm. knew what you look like. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-huh. I see her. That's Effie. I've been waiting. I've been in here with these people. Like, I was intimidated. I was. Um, from you, Trey. And I just knew before I even, like, really got to know y'all, I kind of knew. Like, I'm good at reading people. So as soon as you approached me. And then I never forget because you had, I feel like you had your Wakanda earrings on. Yes. <laughs> and you had a, a headscarf on. And I was like, 
okay. Like, <laughs> it, in my head, I already knew. I'm like, okay, he's fabulous, he's fierce, and he's not scared of nobody. <laughs> Clearly, because you just came up to me like, mm, you know, I'm, this is me, and this is you. How are you doing, you know? And then Trey was more quiet. He was more like, hey, how you doing? But I was like, I can read through it. Mm-hmm. I can read through it. Um, but I, overall, like I said, my first impression was who you are. Like, fierce, kind of in your face, but not too much. You know what I mean? But you say what you want to say. And I appreciate that because it's good to have kind of friends like that, you know? Listen, you need them. You need them in your life. I just try to give out to the world what I would like in return. <laughs> but um, I thought you were sweet. I knew that Effie was a very similar to some of the type of person that you were. <laughs> I was like, oh, it can go. <laughs> so when um, the whole you ain't even a lead thing happened, <laughs> I said, oh, there it is. I but said, whoops, there it is. It's differences between, see, I love Effie because Effie is how I would want to be on a daily basis, honestly. Like if I was who I wanted to be in the world, Openly, it would be more effy, but because I'm more, I have a sweet side, and I also have an understanding that nobody wants to work with anybody with a super attitude. I cover that with business, and you know, I want people to like me. Effie don't care about nobody like her. I want people to like me. Right. Um, <laughs> she don't care about business. I care about business, so I have to Go cover. Ahead, make it clear. I have to cover that part of me a lot because I'm like, I don't want to come off as complaining all the time or as this. Just catty. Right, but things aren't going right and they need to be fixed. <laughs> but once you get me there, and it takes a lot for me to get there. Like, I'm there. I feel the same way. I feel like I can handle a lot of, I can tolerate a lot of bull. Mm-hmm. So once it gets to the point to where it's a problem for mm-hmm. me, then I'm like, okay, because this isn't the first day, it's not the second, it's not the third. And I know it, usually it the took six some or seven. time <laughs> to get here. And now I'm here. And I can't turn back. Yeah. And now it just it just has to go. It just has to go explode. It has to come out. Yeah. And it's like people. And it has to be solved. Right. Right. And it makes me mad because people always they see what they're do- or they see what you're doing, but they don't see what they do to get you there. And that's been my problem a lot of my life. Like a lot of my life, I've been a ticking. Time bomb. Like, people I, think like, they can say stuff that uh, people say things that they think won't have any type of consequence. And then once I do explode, y'all looking at me like I am just being crazy. When in reality, this is just the consequence of the stuff you've been doing to me. Insane. Pretty much. So um, it does. It takes a lot, but I, I do. I love being Effie because, again, even with the confidence. I wish I could be as confident as her. Like, even vocally, she gets on that stage. She's like, can nobody sing better than me? Period. Point blank. Now, I'd be looking at some of these other um, musicians and singers in Cleveland. I'm like, I don't know, Charlene. You know what I mean? But I just have to be confident in what I'm doing and stop worrying about other people. But if you don't care, she don't care. I feel that way sometimes because I love to sing so much, but mm -hmm. I'm not like a rifter and a runner and mm-hmm. I know that's what people live for and especially black people and I say it all the time but it's true it is very true including myself so I feel I, you know I just love me I love me for what I have to offer yeah. and I really enjoy myself and I think that's one of my best qualities is just me enjoying myself Yeah. but um, I listen to y'all saying everybody be shouting and shouting or whatever I be like mm, I, wish, I wish that was me Oh no. sometimes I wish that listen, was me me 
and and Mike, we be over here like sing James, okay? <laughs> sing. Like if you ever hear anybody on the sideline saying sing, that's me. Cause I'm like, I, I, I do hear you. Little things that everybody bring. Everybody brings a different sound. So I, I appreciate little things when you go into your fall. So when you, you know, with that girth or when, like I said, that squall you've developed, <laughs> I love it. Like I can see the growth in you just from the little time I've known you vocally. And I'm like, I'm here for it all. Like, well, you don't you have to rip and run. I try. <laughs> but it's something that I just w- want to have again because I think in our community, it's just something people live for. Mm-hmm. But, um, I live for it too, cause y'all be singing. Some days I'm like, she is just. I'm like, she out there singing again. Let me just go out there and see her right now. She's just singing. You be singing. I already be singing. The dreams be singing. Josh be singing. Josh it's just sings. so much. He sings. I love when um. <laughs> he, I love when he busted Nina's movie, and he was he was. I can't remember what his line is. He was like, I won't let you make this film. There's no music. <laughs> He, he's so Broadway. Curtis. I love it though. Like I freaking love it. Like I appreciate. I'm one of those people who appreciate that because yes. I'm more open. You know, uh-huh. I was. I've been classically trained. I went to Central State for two years. So we used to sing full fledged gospel songs in our operatic voice. And to this day, like nobody could appreciate it. Like my mom and I'm like, why y'all sound like that when y'all sing that song? And I'm like. I wish I would just open your ears and hear the beauty of what's really going on. You know how hard it is to be able to maintain that? I lost everything I was taught classically because I went back to gospel. And now if I could go back to being just classical, oh, I would give up everything to go back. Because to me, that's the most technical form of singing. Like, we get, it's easy for anybody to be like, yeah, but when you, that's not easy. That's not easy, and people don't understand that. The people who should get the credit are them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's who should get the credit. Listen, so we are going to wrap it up because we will be starting rehearsal pretty soon. Y'all come and get y'all tickets for Dreamgirls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, FNY, can you let the people know where they can find you on social media? So on Instagram, I am underscore S-H-A-R-L-E-E-N underscore E-V-E-T-T underscore. That is Charlene Yvette. It's not Yvette. It's not Yvert. I don't know why people want to make it. Letters. It's not Yvert. It's not. It's Yvette. Um, and then on uh, Facebook, same thing, Charlene Yvette. Um, so that's where you can find me. So do you have any questions that you would like to ask me before we leave? Well, I want to ask you this first impression situation because you asked me and then you was like, what? Well, when I first met you, I was like, okay, so she grown. I knew you were grown. I was like, she she grown. Um, you were were a little um, reserved. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, let me fill this room out first. I knew you could sing. Mm-hmm. I knew you could sing when you got out the car. I was like, oh, she looked like she sang. She looked like this is what she does. This is what I do. I, I sang. And... Um, I knew you didn't take no mess like the first day, like I said. I could just tell. I love girls, though. I love, I love women. I've been around a lot of women, so mm-hmm. I know them pretty well. So when you got all, I was like, I, I, I got this vibe. I've, I've, I've felt this before. Mm-hmm. And then um, once we started working together and laughing together and I saw that we spoke the same language. Mm-hmm. It worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, 
okay, we speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Hallelujah. And everything, and that was all she wrote. Mm-hmm. But um, I love how much you've progressed with your um, ability to emote. Mm-hmm. Even with singing, you emote, which is a form of acting. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I'm not an actress, you are. <laughs> And a dancer, regardless of... Now, they might not be tens like your voice, Mm. but you can do it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, never forget that. Oh, thank you. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A wonderful (laughs) day. Just kidding. I don't know the words to that either. You know, I don't know words to some. (laughs) Anything else you would like to ask James Major Burns? No, James, I think I... I think I asked you the one thing I really wanted to know because I never knew. Like I don't think we. Oh, I liked you immediately. I, I told you I saw mm-hmm. a video of you. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like her. <laughs> I know I'm gonna like her. She gonna like me whether she wants to or not. Yeah. Because I'm gonna talk to you. You definitely were that. That like you were like, listen. Oh, we gonna, gonna talk. Like, we got to get together. You're we gotta gotta love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Oh, you know, like, he might not like it, but we gonna talk. I don't like being quiet. I don't like sitting quiet. Never See, have. Opposite. I, I, like you said, I fill it out first before I start. Yep, yep, yep. And I have to understand that with people sometimes. I'm like, why is she being so quiet? Like, talk to me. Talk to me. That's, that's <laughs> me. Talk to me. Hey. hey I'm still hey. that way now. Like, you know, like you notice I'll come in and sit in rehearsal and be like, How, what's the vibe today? Before I get to <laughs> right, what's yep, good? yep, yep. What's good? What's popping? Right. But you and Trey be like, hi, come I'm, here. I'm like, what's no, up? let's get this vibe. What's the vibe today? I'm the vibe today. Trey good for doing that. He'd be like, uh, what's, what's up today? How we feeling? I'm like, Trey good. What is good, me? Uh, what does that mean? It means good. But yeah. I'm excited. I love you guys. I love I you. Really Thank you so much for being our Effie. Aww. Somebody was asking me today, did you know anybody that could be Effie? Oh, girl, we knew who could be Effie. <laughs> I know exactly who could be Effie. I'm just happy that she is. Aww. I'm happy to be doing it. Like, you know, because it's like... You get it once, okay, look, but twice. Right, right. You know, because it's, it's somebody probably out here who probably could have been neck and neck with me, but they just didn't have an opportunity to right. do it or audition. So I'm just lucky and blessed. For yes, that. 30 years. <laughs> We're making history. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns, and Charlene Yvette. And this <laughs> is over. You have a nice day. Bye-bye. <laughs>